The story you're about to hear is based on true events from the individual. Discretion is advised while listening to Life Record series as the individuals tell their story in their own words. Thank you for listening to the Coco Show podcast right here on freedomkradio.net. Guys, it's your boy KDS here with the Coco Show podcast for another interview in our series of Life Record. Again, just as a recap, we had a few interviews prior to this one, but I came across a YouTuber by the name of Joe Hadwin, and I listened to his story and it, and it grabbed me. And with our listening profile just growing, I wanted to definitely get in touch with this uh, gentleman and allow him to share his story with all of you. I wanted to provide you guys with multiple um, um, experiences from different people in different walks of life, and you know, all across the world. And so it, it allows you to kind of relate, you know, uh, to these individuals based off some of your situations. And if not, maybe open your eyes to something that you may have ignored or not realized before. But I, I, I firmly believe that God is in all of our lives and um, whether you know it or not, um, it's important that we often be reminded um, that he loves you and that he is with you always. I definitely want to shout out Freedom K Radio. Shouts out to John Morrison and uh, Federico, our team, of course. Always supporting and backing us in Reddit 28 in Greenville, South Carolina. Uh, but without further ado, I would like to introduce to you Joe Hadwin. Joe, if you don't mind saying hey to the people. Hello. Nice to meet y'all. Very good. And so, glad to be on board. Absolutely. So it's been, you know, I, I, I'm, this is my first time on the phone with Joe. Um, and I, like I said, I saw his video and I reached out to him and, and just hoping to get a response. And so he responded and graciously agreed to do this interview and share the story with you guys. Um, so I want most of this time to be um, him sharing his story with you and we'll finish out with prayer. Um, so Joe, maybe just start with a little bit of background about who you are and where you're from and kind of go from there. All right. Um, I was born November 6, 1964, in Shreveport, Louisiana. Uh, raised predominantly most of my early years of my life in Shreveport, Northern Louisiana. And um, 
My father was a military man. Did three tours of Vietnam, two tours of Korea, and uh, very, very stern, abusive man. Uh, I was the reason my parents got married, and uh, I can't help but feel that he held that against me all my life. Um, but you know, that's just the way it goes. Um, he uh, was quick to pick up anything he could to beat every kind of sense into me and if he couldn't find that he used his fist because mm. uh, of that uh, I became a very uh, angry and violent individual and stayed in a lot of trouble um, on top of that before my father was saved and before he started beating me in the name of Jesus <laughs> mm. he uh, was uh, really active into uh, having seances, they, we played with the Ouija board as a family. Uh, that was just, I thought was normal uh, part of our lives. I thought everyone did that and did not understand that that was not normal. Um, he was also into a uh, real strong uh, pornographic um, scene and um, that was uh, definitely influenced in our lives um, and affected us. But, uh, as I got older and he became saved and you know, my mother became saved, uh, everything kind of flipped the script and um, everything changed and became real strict and uh, everything was held in accordance to scripture. And uh, I just didn't understand, you know, I didn't understand what was going on. Mm -hmm. uh, but we were going to uh, non-denominational churches and then we ended up going to a Southern Baptist church by the name of Summer Grove Baptist Church. And uh, at the age of 14, uh, I felt the calling of the Holy Spirit in my heart and uh, I wanted to get saved and I did. And uh, I have a lot of people that have argued with me uh, as far as the once saved, always saved uh, doctrine mm -hmm. that uh, I never lost my salvation, but uh, that's not true. I was truly saved at 14 and was on fire for the Lord. And uh, everything kind of changed in my life. Uh, but uh, I started seeing a lot of hypocrisy in the church. Uh, I could, I was given the unique ability to sense things in people, I, I just put it that way. Mm -hmm. um, and I pick, on, pick up on things very easily and I seen the games that were people playing. I came real disillusioned with what was going on with the deacons and the preachers and the ministers, the youth ministers, and it, it was all a joke. It, they weren't really abiding by what I was taught was supposed to be. And uh, so I started uh, at the age of 16, uh, started experimenting with marijuana. Mm -hmm. And uh, for long, uh, that led into other heavier drug abuse. And uh, I ended up leaving the house at 17, middle of my senior year of high school. And it was a real uh, violent uh, departure. Uh, I stood up to my father and squared off with him and I got tired of being beat. And I said, this time I'm gonna, I'm gonna fight back. Mm -hmm. And uh, that's when he said, oh no, you ain't stayed un underneath my house, not, mm -hmm. not, not my roof. If I'm paying the bills and you're going to square off with me, I said, no problem, I'm gone. And so I moved out of my home and uh, 
I uh, kind of went nuts. Mm. Um, went hog wild, got off into the drug scene, uh, pretty much made my living on dealing drugs, marijuana, did him. I uh, met a, my first wife and uh, was introduced to uh, the chemicals. And uh, that's when I got off into cocaine and crystal meth um, and uh, got off into uh, IV drug use. Yeah. And uh, things got really, really bad. Um, but um, I kept trying to come back to the church. You know, my, my, the, the, the spirit of God that was in me kept wanting me to come back and, and I tried and it was it was okay you know I, I would try for a while but I just never could I never could make it and I, I couldn't figure out why you know and I was just I kept seeing all the, the hypocrisy of every church I got involved with and it just it kept breaking my heart yeah. and because I was crying out for help and I needed help and, and it seemed like everybody wanted something out of me you know yeah. Um, so uh, I got off into the heroin thing, and um, that monkey on my back is what really set me down the uh, the dark spiral. And um, I lost two kids by my first wife, and uh, when I lost those kids, uh, I just lost all respect for life. Mm. I lost all respect for God. I lost all respect for myself, my wife. Uh, I just didn't care no more. Yeah. And uh, didn't believe in suicide, but I put myself in suicidal positions and uh, it took me down a real, real dark, dark path. Um, I was involved with a lot of <laughs> big drug activity, big wigs in the drug activity, involved in multiple shootouts and this and that and there were several times where it's only by the grace of God that I wasn't killed mm. but um, God seemed fit to keep me here and uh, one day I, I broke down and I, I, I couldn't take it no more I seen that what was going on was just pure madness and I wasn't accomplishing nothing I was basically sitting myself straight to the grave or prison or both and um so I, I went to uh, this church, First Church of God, and spoke to the uh, associate pastor and uh, pulled my heart out to him and uh, raised my sleeves and showed him my arms and they looked like pin cushions. Mm. And, uh, you know, a lot of Christians talk about you know, drug abuse and this and that. A lot of Christians <clears throat> hear about it, but when I presented it with him in his face, I think I really scared the, the bejesus out of him. Uh, he couldn't deal with it. Uh, he freaked him out. Mm -hmm. And uh, I said, look, I just shot up my arm, truck and up my arm. I shot up, I ran up my arm. I didn't shot up my credit card bills up my arm. Uh, I, I don't have two cents to rub together. I, I, I don't know what I'm going to do. I can't stop and uh, I need help. And so he said, okay, Joe, uh, no problem, we'll go help you. And I was like, okay, great, fantastic. He said, but it's gonna cost you. And I'm like, yeah, okay, you know, no problem. Um, I mean, I just explained this, man, I'll have a two cents to rub together. Yeah. He said, uh, we're gonna have you see a, a drug counselor here that we have in our church, and we're gonna have you do uh, 
urine screens and stuff. And I said, okay, no problem, you know. He said, but um, we, we can't pay for the services of that. You're going to pay for it. And that's going to be about $500 a month. Mm. And uh, I snapped. Yeah. I, uh, I stood up and I looked at him and I said, do what? And I lost it. I started to get violent. I started approaching him and I knew that I was fixing to do something I was going to regret. So I cursed him out and I cursed God out and I walked outside that church and I literally shook my fist at the skies above and I cursed God and I said, you want a sinner? You fix to get one. I'm fixing to break every commandment there is on the man and proceed to do so. And, uh, before you knew it, I was sitting in Angola with five counts of armed robbery. Uh, I was like, wow, let's take this for another ride. And uh, 15 year sentence. And uh, I had no right in my mind when I went there. I had no right in my mind when I got there. So uh, I did what I had to do. Mm-hmm. And um, I messed with all the things you ain't supposed to mess with. All the drugs, and gambling, Boys. I dealt boys like they was uh, bags of chips. I'd sell them for a carton of cigarettes in a heartbeat. Um, I didn't care. And uh, I was a real violent individual. I was a real hateful individual. And uh, I had one thing on my mind, pleasing myself, and that was it. Yeah. And nothing else mattered to me. I didn't care. Well, I got out, and... Um, was put on this supposed parole crap and uh, I was given a parole officer from uh, like a cowboy from hell uh, mm-hmm. he made the they had me on the house arrest type deal with my ankle band mm-hmm. and uh, he made the mistake of telling me that he was going to send me back to prison so I said well the best thing I can tell you bud is uh, you need to buy a set of Nikes he said I don't understand Mr. Heaven what are you talking about I said what I'm telling you is I already bought mine and catch me and I hung up the phone, mm-hmm. cut the band, and I took off. And uh, I came down to South Louisiana, and uh, I met me a little Cajun woman. And I uh, didn't mean to fall in love, but I did. Yeah. Uh, what wasn't the plan. And um, she uh, met me under an alias of Michael Scott. And uh, to this day, people down here call me Michael. <laughs> <laughs> uh, she, she called me Michael to the day she died last year and uh, I ended up getting picked back up a year later and um, had to do five more years and uh, got out and just trying to do right but uh, ran across you know Satan has a way of throwing people in your path you know yeah. he's real enticing he's real seductive and uh, he threw some guys around me that uh he got out of prison that were lifers that he got their sentences overturned and uh, mm-hmm. presented me with the opportunity to do some drugs and I took the bait and next thing you know I was chasing that dragon again and I had a monkey on my back yeah. and uh, I was sick of it I was tired of it but I couldn't stop it I hated myself I hated life mm-hmm. and I started getting angry again and I started getting real angry again I had the bitterness towards God. I blame God for everything. 
I thought God was the reason that I was so bad and that I had such a a, a cruel lot in life and it was all his fault. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't accept the responsibility for my own actions. So uh, I started working offshore and uh, I was offshore for about 30 days and uh, my wife was dead set against drugs. Mm-hmm. I mean, she, we fought tooth and nail behind it and she tried her best to keep me off of it and I tried but I couldn't. Anyway, I was coming home, I just got, got to pulling 30 days offshore and uh, I'm just driving home, it was late at night, I had to catch a boat in and the time we got to the docks, it's like around midnight. Mm-hmm. So by the time I get home, it was gonna be around two o'clock in the morning. And uh, while I'm driving, the old dope man started talking in my ear, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. Satan. Satan ain't gotta go get some stuff, man. I'm like, nah, I ain't gonna mess with tonight. No, it's too late. And I said, probably ain't gonna be happening anyway, you know? But he said, you know, kept on, kept on. So finally I called this old connection I had up. Sure enough, it was happening. Mm-hmm. All the doors were just wide open. They rolled out the red carpet. Yeah. So I show up at his place and he's more messed up than three cats in a blender. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Jesus Lord. Uh, he said, you want some stuff? I said, yeah, yeah, I'll take some, you know? And so he throws the package at me and uh, I taste it instantly. And I, entire mouth went numb. I was like, wow, this is some high grade stuff. Yeah. It's cocaine. And uh, so I said, what you want? He spit some ridiculously low figure. So I knew he was screwed up and it was way over. So uh, I went ahead and threw the money at him and took it and ran. Yeah. So uh, going down the road, went in and did me a line. And uh, time I got to the house, my whole head was numb heart's beating out of my chest and my wife's in bed. So I get undressed and jump in the bed with her, kiss her tonight. I'm making bed and I'm going nuts. Hey, it's Raven. Are you listening to the Coco Show podcast on freedomkradio.net? There's one. There's another one. Get more than you ever imagined when you trade your games for something new at GameStop, where 150 titles are worth $15 or more. Power to the players. Switch to Boost Mobile and get unlimited gigs so you can download all the music you want. But there's more. With Boost, you get a fast nationwide network, so the beat never stops. But there's more. You also get four lines for $25 per line per month, plus four free phones. Switch to Boost Mobile and get four lines with unlimited gigs for $25 per line per month, plus four free Samsung Galaxy phones, all on our super reliable, super fast network. So I put all the dope up in a little bag in the bathroom, and uh, it was on a shelf about six foot tall, but my wife looked five foot tall, so she couldn't see it. Yeah. Anyway, um, old dope was talking to me, and I, I could swear she could hear my heart beating to that the cover, so I got out of bed and went to the bathroom. And to this day, I cannot explain why I did what I did. Don't know 
what possessed me to do what I did, mm. but something told me, just take it and eat it all. Mm. And so I dumped about five and a half grams in my mouth. Mm. And uh, it was so much, and it was so potent, and it was so, it literally turned everything in my mouth numb. I'm trying to chew it, I can't chew it because my mouth went numb. So I'm, I'm literally physically moving my jaw up and down with my hand. And I don't want to waste none, you know? Not that it killed me or anything. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm um, taking water out of the sink and I'm pouring it in my mouth. I'm trying to get every bit of it down. And uh, I go and sit in the living room, lazy boy, and uh, I start sweating profusely. The room starts spinning. Mm. And uh, I start to realize that I might have made a mistake. I might have done something wrong, really stupid. And uh, I felt like I was fixing to go out. So I got up and I'm trying to make it back to the bathroom and um, bounce it from one end of the room to the other, making that journey. It took me about five minutes to get from the living room to the bedroom. That wasn't a very long walk. When I finally got in there, I fell back onto the toilet. I was trying to make it to the shower. It turned the cold water on to shock my body. Mm. And uh, as I fell back on the toilet, everything started turning real black. Mm. And uh, when I say black, I mean, it was like a, like a wet blanket, like a wet wool blanket. I mean, it was like it was pushing on me, just suffocating me. A blanket was so thick you could literally cut it you could, you could it's like syrup mm. and I realized I'm going out I'm dying of an overdose and all the guilty feelings started coming I said oh man I wasted my life I disgraced my wife I disgraced my mom what are they going to think about me and I'm thinking about all that I'm not worried about myself yeah. I'm worried about everyone that I'm going to affect by dying as an OD, you know? Yeah. And I'm just dealing with that, and I'm thinking, boy, it's all good, because I'm gonna go to heaven, because I was saved when I was 14, right? Yeah. By the time I thought that was all good, <clears throat> this long, slithery, um, looked like a giant, huge snake, but he had, on the upper part of the, where the head would be, was the upper torso, of a humanoid type form and it slithered around me and it had me caught in a chokehold and got right in my face and had ringed the teeth, huge eyes, mm. tentacle type hair. And it said, I got you now. Mm. And uh, I freaked out. Uh, this wasn't heaven. And I knew, <laughs> I knew the scriptures. Yeah. It wasn't heaven. It going to be one of the place. Yeah. It was hell. And I knew that was for eternity. Forever and ever and ever and never stopping. And uh, I literally freaked out. And I screamed as loud and as hard as I could. God! Mm. And uh, I believe uh, an angel was sent to my wife and woke her up to go tend to me. But you have to understand something. I was dead, but I was still here 
I had like one foot in the physical realm and I had like one foot in the spiritual realm. So I'm seeing both and it's, everything's all twisted. So time and space is really, it's hard to explain. It's just really weird. Yeah. I was like there, but I wasn't there. And so I'm fighting this demon. And I'm like, what do you want? He said, I got you. I got what I want. And so I'm screaming out, God, help me, God, help me. He said, yeah, where is your God? You know, here I am. Mm. I'm right here in front of you. Where is that big God of yours? And uh, I started thinking about it. I said, man, he's right, you know? So where, where are you, God? I need you. And uh, that's when he showed up. Like a big, big, big giant, huge face. Right in front of me, everything got real, real bright, real white. And uh, he had long, gray hair, curly beard. The people asked me what it looked like. And the best description I could give you is it looks like that guy from uh, on that Coca Cola commercial, the Santa Claus. That's what he looked like to me, you know? Yeah. And that was maybe my perception. I don't know. All I know is that's what I saw. And he had the biggest, bluest eyes, and you just get lost in them, just staring at them, and just, they melt you. You couldn't lie. There's no way you could lie. It's impossible. And he would talk to me, but his lips wouldn't move, but I could hear him. And he would just say, take my hand. And he's reaching out with his hand. And as I reached out for his hand, that demon would freak out and just get mad and start throwing all these horrible, evil, god-awful thoughts in my head and just horrible things. And as he did, my hand would retract from God's hand. And it's like I was wanting to reach out his hand, but at the same time, I'm pulling back. And things just start to get darker and darker. And God would just keep saying love love I love you just take my hand I'm here for you and each time I would reach out things would get lighter and brighter and then he started in again this demon just throwing all kinds of crap in my head and as I thought about it and, and, and it rolled over my mind it started to get darker and darker again and my hands retracting from God's <laughs> And uh, I knew what was taking place was a battle for my soul. Uh, don't know how I knew this, but I knew once everything got totally bright and white and light, it was totally good. And once everything got totally dark and black and no light, it was kind of bad and this decision would be made. Yeah. So, you know, this went on and on, back and forth, and I mean, when he would throw these thoughts in my head, my head would literally slide back like I was being slapped, like I was being punched. And uh, it was beating me up physically, mentally, spiritually. And so God kept saying, look, I love you. And I turn around, I look in his eyes. Mm. You know, we say love so often so much for everything. God's love is, it's, it's a perfect love. I mean, it's like a, it's like a warm blanket that just wraps around you, you know? 
Yeah. It just warms you from the inside out. It radiates through you. It's perfect love. And it changes you. And as it would start to change me, he was starting him again, you know? Mm -hmm. When he realized those dark tactics weren't working, so then he tried the the smooth, slick tactics. Well, you can't drink no more. You can't smoke no more. You can't cuss no more. You can't gamble no more. And I'm I'm thinking about all this. And I'm, you know, well, yeah, I guess he's right. I can't, you know? And as I'm thinking about this, my hand's pulling back from God. Mm. And uh, finally, I just, it got to the point to where, I was tired of fighting. I didn't have no straight blood. And I was giving up. And about that time, once again, like I said, time and space is all twisted. Yeah. This felt like this was going on for hours, weeks, months to me, but it was only seconds. Minutes. Yeah. Next thing I know, my wife is in front of me and she screams, My God! And I turned towards her. And when I did, everything turned bright. And this white light. And uh, I didn't care about myself. I hated myself. Mm. I didn't love myself. I just gave up. But I loved her. And it gave me something to fight for. And that demon didn't like it. My wife said later on, when she saw me turn, she said that uh, there was no head on my body. All she saw was a black orb spot. There was no eyes. Mm. <clears throat> there was no face. There was no nothing, just a black spot. She said when my head turned towards her, it literally scared the hell out of her. She didn't know what it was. She knew it was her husband's body, but it wasn't her husband's head. And she was scared. She ran. She ran to the back door and unlocked it. She didn't know if I was fixed to kill her or what. And uh, the back door was just feet away. And it only took her seconds to do that. But the time she was gone, the time she got back to me, once again, felt like weeks, months later. Mm-hmm. So, at that point, you know, I just I turned to God and I said, you know what, God? I'm sorry. I don't care. And I just give up. Whatever you want, I'm yours. I'll live in a cardboard box on the side of the street. If you take me. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. And at that time, his hand came closer to me and I crawled into his hands. The demon's gone. Everything's bright. And I'm thinking, oh, God, that was close. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you. Thank you. And just about the time I'm feeling all comfortable about all this, he starts to set me back down. He's flicking me out of his hand like a bug. Damn freaking out. I'm like, oh, what's going on, God? Uh, I thought she was going to take me. And that's when he proceeded to be out. And the last person that you want scolding you is the Almighty God. Mm. He looked at me 
and his eyes turned into fire. And the painter pointed at me and he said, you knew me and turned your back. You mocked my name. You mocked my spirit. You persecuted my church. You blasphemed everything that I call holy. You don't deserve a second chance. And I laid there in front of him, prostate, just my head on the ground, on my knees. And he was right. I deserve to burn it now. I didn't deserve a second chance. I had no defense, none. None whatsoever. And so I said, you know what, you're right, God. Do what you will, and I'm just going to cast me to hell. I'm sorry. I'm sorry I hurt you. And he said, no. I'm a gracious God. And uh, I'm going to give you a second chance.
So I don't know, you know? I, I don't know if the rapture will happen and it takes all the kids beforehand. I don't know. Uh, I don't know. You know, we talked about a bunch of other things and some things I was allowed to remember, some things I wasn't. Mm-hmm. But when I came back, all I know is I was a changed man. Yeah. I was a sorry, no good bastard. I mean, really, if you knew me. Uh, I wasn't a nice person. I'd shoot you or stab you just as I look at you. I didn't care. But when I came back, I wasn't that same man. It's like my heart was bursting with love. I didn't have all those desires that I had for doing wrong and for evil and doing drugs was gone. I mean, like it was surgically cut out of me. No withdrawals, no if ands or, 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 or wishing, oh God, I, I missed that. Nothing, gone. Wow. I was so changed that when my wife finally came to me and I was conscious now and she seen my head and she said when I touched her, she would, she would like flinch because it didn't feel like Michael touching her what she called me she said it felt like someone different she had to actually get to know the new man that I was well she she fell in love with him too of course <laughs> but uh the point is is when God touches you you can't help but be changed It's lifeless. And in so many ways, I've been so blessed. You know, God has seen me through so much. And I had a real hard time about 18 months, two years almost. After that, I just, I kept breaking down in tears. Mm-hmm. And my wife kept asking me, she said, well, what's, what's, what's the matter, baby? And I said, I don't feel worthy. I'm nothing. I'm trash. Why? Why did he give me a chance? You know? Yeah. I'm not worthy of his love. And uh, she talked to some spiritual elders that she knew. It was in our church. And they spoke to me. And, uh, they kind of got my mind right. They said, uh, how dare you? I said, what? Like, you think you're better than God? I said, no, I don't think I'm better than God. They said, well, you obviously think that your sins are worse than anyone else's and it's too big for God to forgive, so you must think you're better than God. I said, no, I don't think that at all. They said, well, then just accept the gift. And, uh, I changed my outlook on it. And so I graciously accepted. And I've been moving forward ever since. I uh, told my story as much as I could to everyone I knew. I didn't care if they think I was crazy or not. And a lot of them did. Um, It didn't matter. (laughs) I lost my job. 
wing. Well, food stamps, we didn't have nothing. We had two cents to rub together. Mm. And uh, my aunt died, and I had a bunch of stuff I went and got from her house. It was just a bunch of junk. <laughs> we had a garage sale. Mm -hmm. And uh, nothing in the garage sale was more than a dollar. There was a couple items, maybe $5. Yeah. I sold all my secular CDs and all my DVDs and all that. And all my shirts and stuff that had, you know, satanic stuff on it. Got rid of all of that. And we ended up with $3,000. Mm -hmm. And one day, and I said, it's impossible, baby. There's no way. It's impossible. So uh, we were doing so bad that we went straight to Walmart so we needed some groceries and stuff. Cleaning supplies and toilet paper and paper towels. <laughs> Excuse me. Mm -hmm. We ain't had nothing in so long. We went, went kind of nuts. and We had three buggies. I think we spent like $474. So, <clears throat> get back to the truck. My wife tells me to count my money in my wallet <clears throat> and see how much I had. We paid a few other bills and I went with like $2,600. And so I counted it up and I still had the $2,600. We paid cash for everything. Yeah. She said, it's impossible. <laughs> Excuse me. I said, well, you count it. So she counted it. It was $2,600. Mm. She says, what happened? I said, baby, I don't know what to tell you. So we had to go to Lowe's then. I had to get some tools to go back to work. And then I spent another two, three dollars buying tools that I needed. <clears throat> so we get out of Home Depot and she asked me to count my money. I counted my money. And I still had $2,600. I couldn't explain it. Wow. You know? Yeah. It was like when God fed all those people with those turtle fish and five loaves of bread. Mm -hmm. You know? And he just kept blessing me like that. Kept blessing me like that. And... I take every one of them graciously and humbly, and I'm very thankful. And I've tried my best to tell my story to whoever I could. Mm -hmm. And I was getting frustrated. I said, God, I'm, I, 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 no one's listening to me. What am I going to do? He said, I want you to make a video. I said, do what? He said, I want you to make a video. Well, I said, okay. Uh, I didn't know about YouTube. Yeah. He walked me through it. He <laughs> told me, uh, I said, well, we just want you to do a channel. I said, okay, all right, man. <clears throat> told me what to name it and everything. Yeah. I know it sounds crazy. People talk about, you know, what God talks to them. Well, you can believe what you want to believe. I'm telling the Lord talk to me. Yeah. And it wasn't my idea. I said, well, God, I just pray that this message gets out to those who need it. And, uh, oh God, did it. It blew up. And, uh, I talk to people in 29 different countries now, all over the world. Yeah. And 
very humbling um, blessing because it constantly reminds me of where I was when I was a man that didn't have hope and now I'm a man that with I have hope mm. I was a man that didn't want life and hated life and now I love it I don't have all the answers but I know who does and if I can't figure it out I know who to ask yeah. and that's what I do I try to do what's right. I try to follow the scriptures. I learn as much as I can. And I try to spread the message. I don't care who you are. I don't care what you've done. Ain't nothing too big or ugly that God won't forgive. Just trust me, I did it all. And if you can love me, you can love anybody. That's amazing. And that's where I'm at today. Um, last year, my wife passed away from colon cancer. Uh, Sorry for your loss. Very, very rough ordeal for me. And uh, we're already going through all this pandemic crap with the COVID-19. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sat and held her hand watched her melt away they gave her two months she bought it for three and I about lost my mind when she left mm. but I know she's in heaven today and I know I'll see her again yeah. and Satan's tried his best to take that event and send me back down the dark path. And every day I had to talk myself out of eating a bullet. And I just was hurting so bad and grieving so bad. And you know, Satan can make anything, he can make it to where he justifies it or rationalizes. Mm -hmm. I mean, from the simplest lie to murder, it's all justified and rationalized. <clears throat> but it's not the answer. Yeah. And uh, I didn't stray. I didn't give up on God and he didn't give up on me. Yeah. And I'm still with him today. And uh, matter of fact, he's done <laughs> put another angel in my life. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's crazy how it happened now it worked out I don't question it but my life's done 180 and um, it's nothing but kind what I've done I'm just a reformed old field trash you know Mm -hmm. I'm nobody I'm not no superhuman I'm not no super Christian I'm a mortal man but I'm a bandit loves God respects him and obeys him yeah. and prior to July 20th 2009 that wasn't me 
And that's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Yeah, and it's it's a powerful story, and I just I, I thoroughly appreciate you know you sharing that again on this platform. I, I just I feel there's just so many more uh, people, so many more souls that again that Satan is just toying with in this way or in many different ways, and I want Tell them me. to hear the victory of you overcoming it and getting out of it. And even though there are struggles, that you still fight, and you are with God throughout it all. He is with you throughout it all. That's right. You know, it's not going to be a bed of roses. Mm -hmm. And if someone tells you that, otherwise they're lying to you. There's going to be valleys, yeah. and there'll be mountaintops, and that's life. Yeah. But the thing that I have to look forward to, and the thing that I have. To appreciate is I'm not doing it alone. Right. I've got someone beside me, you know? Right. And uh, when I say that the end days are upon us, I cannot stress it enough. I'm watching biblical prophecy being fulfilled every day. Yeah. And uh, it's close. Yeah. It's real close. And if you ain't saved, I pray to God you get saved. Don't put it off. Don't wait and think, you know, well, I'm going to get right. I'm going I'm to turn over a new leaf. I'm going to clean myself up first. No, he, he don't want you to do that. Yeah. He wants you right here, right now, yeah. just the way you are. Because if you wait to clean yourself up, you're going to wait too long. It's right. never going to happen. And you're going to end up losing your soul and going straight to hell. Yeah. Now, that's the last thing I want for any of, any of God's people, man. And I just... Amen. I just, Amen. man, I, I, I completely agree with everything you said and just, again, feel that tug that, it, like, it is just upon us right now. And there's no more time for games. Um, so I, want us, yeah. I want us to close out with prayer. Um, if you feel comfortable, um, I would love for you to just pray for just the people that are, like, again, there's 8.6 million people that's going to hear this. And I would love for you to pray for them. Dear Heavenly Father, first of all, we give you all the honor and the praise and the glory. For with you, we have this day. And without you, we have nothing. And we thank you for that. I thank you, Father, for everything that happens to me throughout my day and everything that happens throughout everyone's day. Because there is no coincidence. There is no happenstance. It's designed. And I pray, Father, that you will reach out and touch each and every person that's listening to this prayer right now and put your Holy Spirit upon them and mend them, heal them, touch them, rain down upon them with your healing love. Oh, Father, we love you. We praise you. And we fail you. And I pray, Father, through our failures that we'll always look towards you and not run from you, but run to you yes. and ask for forgiveness because we know that you are forgiving God and you will forgive us. We thank you for that, Father. I thank you for changing my life. I thank you for the opportunity that you have to change anyone's life that chooses accepting. Yes, You're always there, arms wide open. And I pray, Father, 
take that opportunity and will accept your love, accept your forgiveness, and accept your ways. We pray this in your Holy Son's precious name, Yeshua. Thank you, God. Thank you, Joe. Um, yes. I, I just, again, I can't, I can't stress enough how important this is to me. But I know so important to those that are just waiting for someone to put something like this out. And I, again, just, I want to help spread the message and, and again, just let people know that you are not alone, and that we are here. The show. Our station, we are here for you. I promise you. And um, I just, I just want to tell you, Joe, that I love you, man. And um, I will be praying for you and um, just following, just kind of your life and Facebook, and just you know, just again, just making sure that God has always have his his arms wrapped around you. And um, brother, if you ever need anything, you just, I, I want you to know I'm here for you, and uh, I love you. I appreciate you giving this opportunity, Nathan. Uh, to be honest with you, uh, this is only the second opportunity I've been given to share my testimony. Wow. I've offered it to many a church, and <laughs> they look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah. Uh, and you know, I can't. I can get a horse to water. I can't make them drink. Right. So I let the spirit lead. And the Spirit talks to me, mm-hmm. and what the Spirit of God wants, it will happen. Can't nothing stop it. Absolutely. Praise God. So, everyone that needs to hear this did hear it tonight. Yes, sir. So, this is it for the Coco Show with me, David Strand. It's chocolate, baby. Thank you for listening to the Coco Show. Check out other episodes on Spotify, iTunes, and Podbean. You can also listen to current episodes on freedomkradio.net. If you have a topic idea that you would like us to discuss on this platform, feel free to email us at 1tccshow at gmail.com. Again, that's 1tccshow at gmail.com. Please like and subscribe to The Coco Show and share with all your friends. Thanks again for listening.